and ask Deanna, uh, you know, this is after knowing that we're together, want to be together. I said, are you ready to be a stepmom? And I need to know that if you are, I need to know that you're in. And if you're not, that's okay too, but that's not going to work for me. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. By embracing all complexities of being a woman, our goal is to share real stories that inspire growth and empower all women to be the best versions of themselves. And as Maya Angelou so eloquently said, when we know better, we do better. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast. Today is kind of a unique and special day of recording. I'm missing my podcast partner, Christy, and I'm actually recording in a remote location far away. No, it's actually a very special place to myself and to my husband. It's actually where my husband grew up. Uh, My husband, Scott Robbins, who you have heard on prior podcasts when he has turned the mic on Christy and I. But today we're in Florida. We are at Atlantic Beach. And we're here for some R&R. And we have been talking about an episode that we wanted to record. And you may hear some lightning in the back or thunder in the background. We're actually getting a a thunderstorm. So anyway, I want to introduce my husband, Scott Robbins. Hello. (laughs) But it's also where we got married. It is also where we got married. Yeah. Yeah. But you were, I mean, you spent a a big percentage of your time. Pretty much born and raised here. Yeah. About 10 so it's a pretty special place. We're on the, the beach looking over the beautiful Atlantic Ocean. And um, yeah. So dolphins. Dolphins every day. Swim in the ocean. Yeah, it's pretty special. But we wanted to go dive into a topic that we know a lot of people have went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. A lot of single parents. A lot of people in the middle of going through a divorce. And we wanted to talk about how you navigate all of that, all the complexities of going through a divorce and then dating again mm-hmm. when you have children. Wow. Yes. And okay. Scott and I got married five years ago and I, my children were grown. Mm-hmm. They were both in their 20s. But your children, however, Scott has two beautiful daughters. And at the time were 11 and 8. 11 and 7. 11 and 7. Like okay. Mm-hmm. They were younger. And this topic keeps coming up. We keep, you keep getting asked from oh. other people who are going through it and it's been hard. And so we just thought this would be a great topic. The majority of our listeners are female, but we also are following of male listeners is growing. And I think this is good information, male or female, because sure. it impacted both of us. Sure. So let's just start off with how was it and was there a shock period was there a adjustment period when you went through the divorce and navigating oh my gosh now i'm a not just a dad i'm a single dad how did you navigate that um wow great question <laughs> uh, okay so my my first reaction to that question is once i knew i was getting divorced i really had to figure out the schedule with my kids that was yeah. the number one thing. Figuring out how many times I was going to see them with their mom and all that stuff. And once I had that, I knew mentally, once I knew that I was going to be able to see them consistently on a regular weekly, daily basis, 
I knew I was going to be okay. So, I mean, did that become a priority of like, yes, how often I'm going to see my children? Because yes. divorce is not fun for anybody. Yeah, everybody it really does isn't. it differently, and I know. But I mean, we had a we had a arrangement with my ex where we literally saw the kids almost every day, whether it's just a pickup from school or drop off at school, or they're staying with me or they're staying with mom. Almost every day, we we made that arrangement, so we were pretty lucky in that, and that. Was a really nice thing. Even if it's a 15 minute drive to school, you still got to see your kids. You still knew they were studying hard for the test. You knew what was going to happen or whatever it was. So I was very appreciative of, of that. Was a lot of the reason behind that so to keep as much normalcy for the kids sure. too? So they saw you both every day? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that was for myself, my ex, and I think for them. They wanted to see us. Yeah. You know? And. Luckily, we live fairly close. We could make that happen. It's not like we lived, you know, an hour away. So to answer your question of like, what was it like? Yes, there was a shift of, you know, it's a Monday night and you're all alone. You have to take some time just to figure out that's the new normal. And I think that's key in anything. You have to take some time to figure out, huh? This is how it's going to be. And sometimes you're like, this is okay. I like being home on a Monday night by myself. I'm fine with it. And then yeah. other times you're like, man, this kind of sucks. Yeah. But to give anyone any advice, just try to, you, you've got to take some time to figure out you and the new norm. Just in the sense, like if you moved jobs, yeah, you've got to figure out what it is, you know? And so, you know, for men especially, uh, I think there's a lot of men who are like, I can't be alone or, you know, I'd, I'd go stir crazy if no one was in my house. You kind of have to go through that. That's my opinion. Like, well, I think it's interesting you say men, but I think women go through that too. I think there are some that, you know, no, I don't want to be alone or, but also it's, they say a lot of times di divorce is almost worse than the death because yeah, yeah. You, the other person's still alive, but all your traditions now are changing. So that yeah. first year of yeah. divorce, mm -hmm. you've got, you're saying goodbye to what you once had, even yeah. regardless of the situation. Sure. So you're still mourning. There's still a mourning of, wow, you know, and how did you handle the responsibility? Or I know for me as a mom, like getting divorced and, oh my gosh, I wish I could make it work for my children. Did you ever have any of that of like, should I just make it work and stay in a marriage because better for my kids? Or oh, did you know you prior was... to getting divorced? Right. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to want to go down that road. Uh, no, there was a long time that my ex and I were really trying to work on things. Uh -huh. And I think myself, my counselor, my pastor, my family and everybody and, and even in my gut was like, if I can make this work. It's going to be the best thing for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, it. my ex and I really worked at it. And we worked. We went to counseling. And like I said, you know, I, I had a counselor. I had my pastor who was amazing. I knew that was the best path if we could do it. Yeah. And for a good, you know, 18 months, I committed to, like, doing it. And researching and doing homework and reading books and all that stuff. Because, you know, that's the thing is, you know, you, you don't want to wake up one day without having your kids there. Yeah. I mean, that was my fear of like, I'm going to wake up and my kids aren't going to be in the same house as me. Yeah. 
But so I committed to doing that. And I mean, we worked on it and not to get into details. We just realized it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Just didn't work. And then once that occurred, I had to figure out, okay, then what is going to be my new life? How am I going to see my kids? Yeah. And once I had that piece of the puzzle figured out, I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. The kids are going to be okay. I'm going to see them pretty much every day. Let's roll. That's awesome. So, so you did that. Did that. Was there anything during that time when you first moved out on your own and you're raising your girls or being a single dad and now she's a single mom, but you guys were co-parenting, but was there anything that surprised you about it or... How did you make it work with your busy schedule and trying to navigate? Because now it's all on you when you do have them. How did you navigate yeah. that? Well, the scheduling thing, I mean, it takes two. I mean, you still got to raise these kids together. So there were schedule things in the beginning that we thought we could make happen. And then after a month, we go, hey, this isn't working. Yeah. What if we swap it this way? And my ex was, yeah, hey, that would work. And, you know, or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, you are like a single parent. And if it's your day to pick up the kids at three o'clock and I'm showing houses at 2.30, like, thank goodness for some after school daycare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, there's no way I can be there by three. And um, you just had to kind of adjust. But like I, I've, I, you know, I've said this before, when, when I was on my own, I put my kids schedule and my phone, my pickup, you know. Doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, volleyball games, volleyball practice, birthday parties. That all went into my calendar before. Yeah. Everything. And you worked around it. And I worked around it. I mean, you have, you know, thank heavens you had the career that you could do that. Yeah. Um, but that is great. It's still, it's still hard once it kind of the reality hits you. So, okay, so you've now, you're divorced, you're living on your own. Mm-hmm. And now what happens to your social life? Like what happens when, how did you navigate? Okay, now... I mean, I kind of know, but how did you go, okay, now I'm going to start dating and how can I incorporate this life into being a single dad? Well, before I say, my first thing that popped on my bed, one of the hard things is you lose friends. Oh. That's, you just, you used to do stuff with couples. Yeah. And unfortunately, some people go into her camp and some people go into your camp. And that's just the way it is. And it's really unfortunate. And you say we'll be friends, but. You're not yeah. going to Cabo together. I mean, it just, it right. just, it just, and that's, that's sad. You hate to lose that, but you know, you do the best you can. And, you know, unfortunately some friends got to pick somebody. Well, it's an adjustment for everybody. It's an adjustment for everybody. But then the dating scene, I mean, you know, it's not like I was ready to go get married again, but you definitely want to have companionship and a partner. And luckily God put you in my life and things started Right. But the dating scene, uh, I didn't have a ton of it, but I don't know. It was, uh, it was, you know, you haven't dated someone in 15 years and dating is different. So different. And uh, <laughs> I never did the, what is it? The electric or, or Bumble or online. Online. Yeah. Thing. Never online did that. All but, the apps. But I think the other aspect of it and kind of what, what you were asking me earlier is like, okay, how do you introduce a woman to your kids? And I think it's a huge mistake of what guys and maybe some girls are doing. They start dating a woman after three dates and they go, hey, let me meet the kids. I'm like, I think that's 
that's hard on the children and that's hard on the people. You know, I mean, when you introduce kids, they're looking to them as a mother or fatherly figure. Well, I want to get into that a little bit more, but before answer this, like, so did you think about, I mean, did you actually, I guess, consciously think about, okay, how am I going to date? And then when I start dating, am I going to just do it on the time I don't have my kids? Is yes, it okay? Totally. I, I, so you'd already really like thought about that. I already knew that, that yeah. you know, like I think I've told you, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday nights, I had my children. Yeah. So I only went on a date on a Friday night. Yeah. Saturday night was, I mean, my priorities were my kids on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday night. And that goes to work. Same thing. I didn't go on appointments Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday night when I had my kids. I mean, you really blocked out time. Just not available. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that didn't really hurt my business. I mean, people said, oh my gosh, you didn't work those nights. I'm like, yeah, but you can work other times, other nights. I can show you at 2 instead of 5.30 or whatever it is. But that schedule is set in stone. I just can't can't do it. Well, I would say this. I We know a couple of people who have been single parents, mm-hmm. a good friend of ours, Shane, who mm-hmm. years ago was a single dad. And he always talked about, and I admire it so much because he just said, when I had my son, I had my son. There's nothing else that got in the way of that. Yeah, like totally. if I wanted to date, if I wanted to, you know, have fun with friends, it never interfered with that time when I had him. And we know another agent in our office who same way she raised her son and didn't really start dating till he was in high school. And I think that's a really beautiful sacrifice. I know some people may feel differently, but I think their focus was, look, I just want to raise this child. I don't need to incorporate these, mix these worlds up too soon. Yeah, and that's not good, that you can't. No, but, but I think from like I said, for me, like they've already been through a breakup. The kids have been through a breakup, and then to bring another world into it, man, it just takes time. Yeah, and they're gentle creatures, and they're already you know their parents are broken up. I mean, I know there's emotional scars on my end, and and you don't want to bring somebody into the fold where in three months it could be well that didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, what message does that send? Yeah. Well, then the next person coming in, they're like, well, we're not going to get attached to her because you'll be gone in three months or three weeks or whatever it is. I think it's really, you know, for guys who say I can't be alone or single, you cannot be introducing another partner or woman into the kid's world until you like this, this is going to work out or this is a really good one here. Yeah. And I mean, but. Even if you find the diamond in the rough the first month of being single, you got to take some time and slowly incorporate that. It's just, you can't just jump right into it. Yeah. It, I, I just think that would, it, it's emotionally damaging to kids. That's me. That's my opinion. Well, I think that, no, I think it's awesome. I know everybody's got their approach and I think yeah. it's great. You were being sensitive to not, you know, letting your kids grieve. The divorce, yeah. even though you guys were really amicable and co-parenting really well together, which I think is a huge plus because it plus, yeah. it's bad enough parents get divorced, but then when they're divided. So I can speak to this because you, I mean, and you don't toot your own horn really, but you are such a hands-on dad in the sense of you're there for all of it. Not just that when you get home from work, I mean, you cook. you clean you clean up throw up you are the caregiver i mean i've watched you in action sickness doing homework surgeries um all of it like you go take him to the dentist appointment you are fully engaged and 
I, this is one thing I do. I feel like there's been a shift in our society mm-hmm. over the last, I don't know, maybe it's longer, but definitely 10 to 20 years where men are so much more involved on the day-to-day stuff. And you have a lot now where women's careers have really taken off and the men maybe sure. stay home. And I love that we're open to all different styles of yeah. parenting. But you were definitely super hands-on and you are super engaged with your girls. So I think that's all that's the only way I know how to do it. I mean, like But it's not just always easy for everybody. No, it's not easy, but like just like with anything, once I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'd go to the doctor appointment and they'd say, We'll see you in six months. I put it in the calendar. Great, we'll be here in six months. Same yeah. thing with dentist, you know. Sydney's had a couple surgeries, just not, you know, for whatever. And I mean, I'm there in the emergency yeah. room, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to say something because I think to people who are any of our listeners out there who are going through a divorce or have just went through a divorce, it's such a readjustment in your whole life, but taking the time to really work on yourself and what do I really want going forward? But I want to say something about when we started dating, which I thought was really great. And the one thing when I... I soon discovered how passionate of a father you were and how much you loved your girls. And for a woman who is looking to find a mate, that was a quality that I really, really admired. You were such a loving father. And the fact that you, they were a priority and you made no excuses about that is a very attractive quality. See, uh, that, thank you for saying that. I mean, that means the world to me. But I would think there might be other people who go, he's got, he's too vested in his kids. He's not giving me time. Did you ever feel that? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. No. Th- I think there are people who are like that. That's probably true. And I think that now, I mean, I don't know what the divorce rate is currently. Mm-hmm. I know it seems to climb. Who knows? I haven't even looked since we did an episode before on divorce, but I don't know what it is now that it's 2022. Yeah. <clears throat> we know it's still high. And... The sad part is, is you're just introducing more and more. And I'm just as guilty of, you know, we just didn't make it work. And then you move on. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was very different with you, I think being older and getting a divorce is a little different too. You have to rediscover a whole new thing. Sure. Versus when you're divorced, when you're younger. Um, What do I want in a partner? What really matters? Ooh, that's good. I could do a whole podcast on that. (laughs) For sure. But the quite the thing that I was so one of the qualities was that you were such an amazing father and you were so hands on. Like I had so much respect for that because it's just not it doesn't come natural to everybody. And it's not a judgment. It's just everybody's life is different. Sure. But I admired it so much. And then as we started dating, like you were not quick to introduce me to your children. No. And I love that. But. We had a really, like, I don't think I met the girls till about eight months after we had been dating for about eight months and we knew things were good, getting more serious. Yeah. Yeah. More serious. I was never going to get married again. And, (laughs) but you had asked me a question and I want to talk about this because I don't know that a lot of people talk about it and you really set me back. It was a great question. Do you remember when I said it? I Where do. We oh, okay, I want to hear that. Keep yeah, going. I do. But I remember no. asking the question. I want you to tell our listeners I asked, the question. I asked me. Deanna, uh, you know, this is after knowing that we're together, want to be together. I said, are you ready to be a stepmom? And I need to know that if you are, I need to know that you're in. And if you're not, that's okay too. But that's not going to work for me. 
Yeah. Because I don't want to her. I don't want to ever hear her say, "Well, those are your kids." Yeah. These are our kids. Yeah. And you've already been through two sets of kids. Yeah. And four, four teenagers. Four teenagers, <laughs> and your yours were out. Yep. And, and I'm sure there's a little bit of you going, "Man, I am done." There was a lot of me. (laughs) (laughs) And even though, and then here I come tooting along. I mean, it's not like they were 16 and 18. Right. I mean, we're going through puberty again. We're doing long division again. Yeah. All of Dances. All the stuff. I need a partner. And I knew that I need a partner. And you just kind of said it earlier. Knowing what you don't want is Uh almost as important what you want. Yeah. I knew I didn't want someone who was kind of on the sidelines. I needed a partner who was vested. And so I asked that question of you. Yeah. Where was it? I can't remember. At the duplex. Yeah. You were living in your duplex. And this is before I met the girls. So. Yes, it was. I think it was a really good question. And how long did it take me to respond? A week. About a week. Yeah. So it was a really great, great question just because. I, my kids were in their twenties and, but I, what it made, it's made me step back and really think, cause you know, when you're in that first phase of a relationship, everything is awesome and you're just in it and you're like, at the moment you'll, you'll do anything. And that question really made me pause and go, you owe it to him to be honest. Mm -hmm. And if that means you're not going to have a relationship with him, then then that's what it's going to be. But you've also got to be honest with yourself because it's easy to accommodate in the moment and go, God, I really feel like we're going to make it work and I love him. And, but I am grateful. It was really hard at the time when you asked me, but I'm really grateful you asked me. So I would just encourage people to do the same thing. Like, do you really want to take this on? And And you having a clear definition of what you wanted, you wanted a partner, you wanted to create another family. You didn't want us to have two separate. You wanted us to blend and become one. And that was so beautiful. Discover adventure, discover luxury, discover Moab with exclusive retreats for your next vacation or event. Wake up to amazing views only minutes from Utah's most breathtaking national and state parks and Moab's best shopping and dining. Enjoy your fully stocked vacation home with private pool and hot tub. Every room is a luxurious private suite, plus daily maid service and private chefs are available. Exclusive retreats. We're not your home away from home. We are better. Book today at ExclusiveRetreats.com. The reason it took me so long to answer is, yes, I had just raised four children. Yeah. And it was, and look, I didn't have a book on how to raise kids. Like I was the youngest in my family. And I think parenting is the hardest job on the planet. Without a doubt. But the thing that I knew is the fact that you and I could communicate really well. But the other big thing in, in, there is a leap of faith. But I think it was clear communication, transparency between both of us. Mm -hmm. Me saying, hey, I can be a step parent, but I also am going to step back. Like, I'm not going to try and come in and be a mom. I'm not going to try and like, I want to be part of it, but I don't. I need to step back. You're not going to be first string. 
right. of like everything. I'm the backup, backup quarterback. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, which is fair because you're yeah. like, I see what you're doing, i.e., doctor's appointments, school schedules. And if you're like, hey, I'm not going to take all that on, I will be there to support and we'll do it as a team. Yeah. But don't dump all this on me. Well, it wasn't even, it wasn't so much, but the other caveat to that was you and your ex had a really good co-parenting. You guys were not having a lot of back and forth drama. drama. You really, I mean, not that everything was perfect all the time, Mm -hmm. but in the big picture, you guys really co-parented well. Mm -hmm. So that gave me a sense of one, who you are as a person, the fact that you could navigate and keep that, keep a cool head. and you know, you guys both had the vision of what's best for the kids. Maybe not always. And I know stuff isn't always perfect. No, it's not perfect. But I look at Sydney now, who's 20, and Berkeley, who's 16 and a half. And they're so, I feel like you guys have done extremely well. It's never perfect. I don't care if you raise kids together in the perfect household. There's, it's mm-hmm. just, there's never one perfect scenario. So as somebody dating somebody who had younger kids when my kids were older. Yeah. I encourage it, but I think it's having the true conversation because you do have to navigate. And the teen years, I was so worried. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are the fun years. Like, what's this going to be like? And Sydney truly has been, I mean, such an easy kid. And it probably helped that my youngest was not as easy, you know. Taylor, straight A student. Straight A student. I know. On a roll. But I'm so grateful for all the lessons he's taught me. You know, as well. But so, but it's also, let me ask you this. So you turn the table. I think that was such a really great question of, do you want to be a stepmom? We worked through that. I came Mm -hmm. back a week later and I really asked myself and it was yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm committed. I'm not going to say it and not be committed. But the second part of it was, are you ready to be a stepdad to older children? Mm -hmm. And now you're a grandpa and your kids are... (laughs) You were a premature grandpa <laughs> because of my children. But I mean, how how was that for you coming in as a single dad of younger kids? I really wasn't too worried about it because I had faith in you and I had faith in us. Like if we said we're doing this, like I just felt that we could do it. Yes, there were some bumps and the, the positives outweighed the negatives without a doubt. And um, I don't know. I, I also felt like I could bring something to the table that you needed and your kids needed. Not that that's the reason why I did it, but I think having me and my spirit and your family helps with my children and and what they bring to my kids and to my life is amazing. Uh, I mean, I don't know how we got so lucky. Yeah. I mean. We I mean, really did. I mean, in the sense of, this happened maybe a couple of years ago. Sydney was talking to someone and she said she has two sisters and a brother. And I did a double take because yeah. I'm like, no, you have one sister. Oh, wait, no, Tasia and Taylor. Yeah. Like they are family. They have incorporated themselves. They are all like we are one. And when we get together, it's all amazing. So I don't know. I, we, we got so lucky. Yeah. We really well, did. we did. But I want to say I, I think kudos to you. As a single dad, really did it right. I want to go back to really quick how you introduced me. Okay. Because it had been about eight months, I want to say, that we'd been dating and and we were you were gearing up. Like you gave everything a lot of thought and you had a lot of conversations with your girls. You 
you yeah. told me you sat down with them and said, hey, I'm dating someone. Right. Talk about that. How did you have that conversation? I think they might have known that I was dating someone. And I don't know how either. I don't know. They, I don't know. Um, but I just sat them down and said, yeah, I'm dating someone. And they're like, anyone special? I'm like, yeah, there is, you know. And they, they're like, we want to meet her. And I was like, well, hold on. You know, I just want you to know that dad's doing okay or has found someone. But we, I still wanted to make sure that Deanna and I were good you know, yeah. before I introduced that person. Yeah. Because I think introducing that person right away is, that just, if it goes bad, it goes bad. On well, all forms. I, I agree. And I think, I think what you demonstrated is that you valued how they felt. Totally. You, you were really trying to do everything to not cause them additional pain or concern or whatever. Yeah. So we ended up going to dinner first and then night first night we met and it was really a lot of fun. And uh-huh. then we went and we went back to your place and carved pumpkins. You're so smart. You're like the activity woman. Give them something to do. That was really good. Well, it's easier to have conversations. I know, but I had never thought you of know. that. And you were like, no, we're carving pumpkins. And I'm like, why are we carving pumpkins? And you're like, because <laughs> it's going to give them something to do. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what you do. I didn't know that. See, that's why you come in. That's why you're so much better than I. But then the second time was we, um, and I would always go home. I, we never stayed. We well, never stayed at each other house. And yep. then I want to say it was probably another eight months that had went by and we were traveling here to Florida yeah. as with the girls and myself. Mm-hmm. And first time that they're going to, I'm actually Go sleeping sleep. over somewhere and you tell like you a to- week before I sat them down and just said, Hey, you know, we're all going to Florida and they're pumped and they're excited. And I said, well, you know, we always reference Deanna as Miss Deanna. Miss Deanna and I are going to be staying in the master bedroom. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you okay with that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure that yeah. they were okay. You yeah. Know, I didn't want to have the blow up in the middle of the living room when you're on vacation. Yeah. And they were, it wasn't that way. But like you said, putting their feelings first and just having a conversation. And- yeah. Well, I think with all of that too has really helped our relationship. It's helped my relationship with the girls. Yeah. Of not feeling um, they didn't feel forced to, at least it doesn't seem like it. They didn't feel forced. They felt like you had their back, like yeah. not trying to force them to like this new person in their life. And well, that was key to me. Once you were introduced, like I wanted you to like them, love them, and vice versa. And I don't, I mean, I th- like I said, and that just takes time. Yeah. I mean, it just takes time. And I think there's so many people like, well, they've met them for four times and we went to yeah. St. George for the weekend and we're good. I'm yeah. Like, Dude, no, they've seen her for what, 100 hours? No, yeah. they're still, no, you got, it takes time. Yeah. And I think having, you know, even for our kids, like you were, Tasia had moved back from Texas yep. and was in her mid 20s. Right. And, you know, you didn't even stay over there when. Oh, when God, she no. was there because <laughs> you were that's and, a funny story and too. finally after i mean months and months i well i want to say it had been 18 months or something like we had been together a long time and i stayed over and you stayed over and i said it's okay tasia you know and understands and you were a nervous wreck and nothing i mean it was just just sleeping <laughs> and yeah. you were still like wait a minute 
this is this is awkward. Yeah. But I think setting those boundaries and knowing that, you know, is okay. And yeah. I think encouraged. And I think, man, I know it's hard. Scott and I have both been through divorce, navigating that whole thing and just the emotions and how hard it is. But probably the best gift you can give yourself is giving yourself some time to heal, but really protecting that dynamic with your children. Focus on the kids. Yeah. I mean, and you did the same thing. I mean, you did the same thing. I mean, Tasia was kind of gone, but Taylor was still around and he was going through some stuff and you were like, you know, Taylor needs me here or there. And I'm like, yeah, go do it. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, as you know, your kids always need you, right? Well, yeah. 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 No matter what age. But I think focus on them, making them a priority. And, and, and I'll say this too, is that, you know, with my kids, with you, they fell in love with you. I mean, who doesn't, but they loved you so much. They were like, dad, when are you going to do this? Yeah. Like they were kind of coming to me going, are you and Deanna going to get married? (laughs) And then, you know, like, oh, I might not be ready, but they sure are. And then once we said, yes, we're getting married. There was no backlash. There was no drama. They're like, thank God. Hello. I think the the beauty of it all, though, we really lucked out in the sense of with our kids being separate ages, yeah, there was not, yeah. no competition. Yeah, there wasn't. Um, my kids weren't living at home that yeah. they had to. When we, we got yeah. the girls, they had to, to share it, bedrooms yeah. or bathrooms. And so we were fortunate because that is a whole different a dynamic. Whole, and I don't know that dynamic. I don't know how it's it a hard. It, yeah, I didn't have can, to deal with it. It can be a hard time. I know dynamic. you have. And yeah. Have and so I think with that, that is, you know, we had a lot of um, good things that I get. This whole conversation really is to spark men and women. If you are finding yourself in that space yeah. to just maybe think of some questions that I would have never thought about. Hey, do you really want to be a stepmom again? And him proposing that question to me or the other way around. If my children were younger of, do you really want to be a stepdad? Mm -hmm. I mean, are you really going to take these children on? Mm -hmm. And I don't expect you to, but to love them as your own. I think that's, that has to grow organically. It does. But also just how are we going to do this together? Because you find yourself, and this is a whole nother topic of now once you do blend a family and the dynamics of how you navigate it with exes coming into the picture um navigating children coming in and out of the picture i mean that's a whole different topic right this is really just a conversation meant to inspire somebody that if you're dating or you're dating people with children to really know deep down with yourself what is it you want or what is it you don't want and asking somebody that question, because we have seen it recently. Well, we have. And I can, can I bring up another story Yeah. about knowing what you don't want. Yeah. There was an opportunity for you career-wise that yes. came up when we were dating. Yes. And I'm not going to get into the details, but you could make, you could get a significant raise. Yes. But you were going to be gone. Traveling a lot. Like 12 days a month. Yeah. And I said, this is an amazing opportunity. And again, it's knowing what you want and don't want. I don't want that as a partner. Mm-hmm. I, I want to support you. I love you. This is going to be an amazing deal for you. But if you think, I don't think I can do that, have you do that and us be together. Because that is not what I need out of a partner right now. I'm already a single dad. And to have a single partner 
yeah. and that was a hard conversation for him. But it was like, I just got to tell you this. I This is what I'm thinking. I'm open to having a discussion about how we try to work through it. But my first reaction was, man, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a really hard conversation because you, I wanted your career to go off and make money and get accolades and I support you and I wanted you to like succeed and do great things. Yeah. But I, I. Well, I think based off of what you came out of too. Yeah. You wanted. Someone, I wanted a partner. You wanted a partner. Be yeah. here. And yeah. I mean, but having that discussion, that was another discussion of like, I just can tell you, I'm not feeling good about that. Yeah. And we weren't married. We were dating. And you go, yeah. hey, I'm doing it. Okay. I love you, but go. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. And that's hard. It's hard. So. Yeah. Those are, those are the conversations that I think are so important when you're dating or when you're looking at blending a family. We've just seen a few that have blended too quickly. Yep. And it died and then blended again too quickly. And uh, there's Blows just up. so much confusion and frustration, I think. Mm-hmm. But honey, I just admire you. You know that. I admire mm-hmm. how you have always handled it. I've admired how you handle really hard conversations. And I think the biggest thing is you've got to not be afraid to have those hard conversations. And the truth is, it may not be what you want to hear. But at mm. least you got you you have the truth, and there's your sign of. But once you know where you are and what you want and or don't want, it's really easy. It is easy to make the decision. Yeah. So, but no, this has been this has been a great conversation. We could go on and on for uh, talking about the navigation of you know divorce and parenting and step parenting and was it throw up menstrual cycles <laughs> and boys? I could. Get some good insight on that. Well, and well, before we leave, though, what <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about being a single dad and just navigating that process. But but what does it mean to you to have your girls to be a father? Like, what is what what does it mean to you? I mean, first of all, I love my girls. I mean, I love being with them. I love hanging out with them. I'm so proud of them. They're so different and so many. I mean, they're just total they're different human beings, but I want to see them grow. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them prosper and just find happiness and love. I mean, and to kind of like, man, I had a say in that. I had a part in that, you know, I mean, this is probably a little ego thing, but when you sit there and go, when your daughters find a mate, you want to hopefully think that, they look at me of like, that's the, how I want to be treated or that's how dad treats Deanna. That's, that's what I want out of a relationship. I mean, to be an example for them of what a good, healthy relationship is. I mean, that's, you're going to do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a huge responsibility Man, you're making me sweat here, <laughs> um, but you know, you're the guide and they're looking up to you. And they see your flaws. They see everything. And it's a big responsibility. Well, they always say that a girl's first love is with their dad. Mm. And (laughs) and you have been a great first love for your girls. And they may not recognize it yet because you're the disciplinary and the authority figure and all of that right now. But I promise you one day they're going to both 
be so grateful they had you as a father because you have been an incredible dad. Well, I'm grateful to have them. And I'm grateful to have your children. Your children have been, they've taught me a lot and they've been so much fun to be around. I mean, I just love them and their kids, i.e. our grandkids. I mean, that's the blessing. That's the bonus, the grandkids. Yeah. That's awesome. That's for sure. Well, thanks for, um, you know, talking girl talk. Hey, I like girl talk. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. 